1: well met fellow adventurers once more we are back with Sir Grokington and we are continuing with Proving Grounds 5 The Silver Quest and we're just about and we've been and we're before the Shadow Dragon Maraxa in the in the very centre of his power So we're either gonna defeat the dragon or fail and then everyone's doomed. So I'm hoping for the former because if everyone's doomed, well, that'd be kind of depressing wouldn't it? So the Demon's Heir is what the scenario was called. A recap of how the previous scenario ended. I can but guess. Those sinis- those meddling hands, helped you get out of this, f- get this far. rumbles the sinister, resonating voice of the shadow dragon, as it draws itself up to its full towering height, the tips of its horns nearly brushing the ceiling of the dome. I no longer have need of two living champions. Kill her, Twylock. If you wish to retain your place, kill her, and present to me her head. As his master's nightmarish command echoes off the walls of the domed chamber, Trelock's face twists into a hideous sneer, and he draws his broad, glittering blade. Thin tines of blue lightning sprout from his mailed fist and entrying about his tightly clenched hand. Raxa wars and beats his massive tail against the ancient stone floor, disturbing a thick layer of dust that rises into the air throughout the chamber. With your pulse racing, you square yourself with Trelok and firmly plant your feet as you bravely prepare to engage the dragon's most fearsome minion for what appears to be the last time. Trelok mutters something and steps threateningly towards you, as yet another Braxa's Wars sends a violent tremor through the chamber. As you lower your gaze to meet the cold, hard stare of your advancing hurt foe, your heart nearly skips a beat, and a gnawing sense of despair that has dogged you every step in these dark passages momentarily departs. In rapid succession, Trailtok has twinked winked twice with his les- left eye, and now the adventure continues. Charlotte takes two sets forward and thrusts his wide hand. The shadow thrusts out his white hand. The shadow for his arm takes on a life of its own, broadening and lengthening as it surges forward and wraps itself around you, binding your arms tightly to the sides of your torso. With apparent ease the master shadow maid raises his arm, and you are lifted into the air. He makes a rapid motion with his hand, and you are hurled across the chamber. You strike the distant wall, but, much to your astonishment, a blow that easily could have killed you only serves to drive the wind from your lungs to damage, which is barely anything, not even 1%. As you stump down to the base of the wall, still bound by Trolloc's extended shadow, you sense is not attempting to kill you. For he's taking great, great pains to make it seem that he is. Turlough again strides up to you, as another of Moraxa's war shakes the chamber. Small bits of stone plummet from the great dome. Far of, hey, Moraxa, respect this ancient monument. Hey, right. respect it, respect the monument. Okay. <laughs> breaking into jagged fragments as they strike the floor. Again, Trailtok raises his arm, and you're hoisted into the air and hurled across the chamber with great force. You slam into the distant wall, but like before, the potentially fatal blow does little more than expel the breath from your lung. Another two damage. Once again, you once again slump down to the base of the wall as the shadow of Trailtok's arm tightens in the, its grip on your torso. Moraxa roars again, signaling his approval, and strikes the floor with his massive tail, sending another shower of rock and dust down from you. A sizable chunk of stone lands only a few feet from you. Reminds you that even in the midst of this apparent charade, you remain in considerable danger. Treltok moves up and stands over you. He raises his arm, and his shadow lifts you off the floor and hurls you to to the white, straight to the base of one of the tall stone arches that support the massive dome. You landed a heap at the base of the arch. A trail slowly makes its way across the chamber towards you. Your gaze is drawn to something in the gloom. Westing against the wall, only a few yards from where you lie. Your pulse races as a faint but familiar green glow stabs out of the shadows. The Eye of Arnaganar. And all well however. Suddenly, the reason behind Truelo's action seems clear. You've little doubt that he purposely placed you close to the gem, while while cleverly attempting to disguise his motive as a prolonged and cruel attack. Much to the apparent delight of the wicked dragon. You immediately realised you must somehow retrieve the eye, but what would I use the eye on? I don't think there's. He's not mind controlled. And Moraxer. Use it on Moraxer, but I mean, I mean, even even if there is some demon influence, even without that Moraxes, probably just still gonna be a dick, <laughs> and probably just carry on with the scheme regardless. Hmm. I don't know, mate, Pritham and Iskridar are probably hanging around somewhere. You immediately realise you must somehow retrieve the eye, which leaves you wondering how Twelok is yet to release the grip his shadow has on you. As yet another, Morax's deafening roar shakes the dome chamber. Your mind races to arrive at a way you can somehow obtain the eye, which sits no more than twenty yards away. Suddenly, however... The green glow disappears, and you gasp in alarm as your eyes fall upon Windle, striding up to you out of the shadow, his mailed fist clutching the large glowing emerald. Windle turns and hurls the heart eye into a distant, gloomy corner of the chamber, where it disappears from view. He then returns his gaze to you and grins. You look upon me with the eyes of one who has been betrayed he says, sneering. I hope you do not forget your own betrayal in the courtyard, so Quotington. It was the master himself whose magic spared me at your hands. I am eternally grateful to him for it. You are the only betrayer here. Is it Troutok? I mean, he... he but, okay, admittedly, his betrayal wasn't... Anyway, he did betray he did betrayal. He definitely did betrayal. Admittedly, most it's all mind control. So after after everyone's been eyed up, it's all going to be water under the bridge. Okay, we're going to eye everyone up, and then and then we're going to defeat the shadow dragon, and then we'll all just forget the horrible things we've done while mind controlled, and then we'll go to a tavern and have a lot of drinks and I mean a lot because we've got a lot of things to um, process Helene and Trailtock both stand up, both stride up and stand next to Windle all fear leer at you derisively your mind races and your pulse quickens. the prospect of having to face these three is not a present one and despite Tra- Trailtock's apparent complicity you may at least somewhat hopeful of your fear regarding his true allegiance. These thoughts are quickly driven from your mind as the great shadow dragon turns and starts across the chamber towards you. As he approaches, a startling and rapid change comes over him. What? 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 You stare wide-eyed and Mraxa halts only twenty yards from you and promptly melts into a wide pool of shadow. Moments later of the puddle of gloom rises a tall man in flowing silver robes. The man's face is hideously disfigured, with nearly every feature either grossly exaggerated or nightmarishly distorted. Four long, wide horns extend from the top of his head, partly concealing his ghoulish visage. A pair of long, pale, pale blue oozing tentacles that extend out of the sleeves of his robes, each weaving about wildly. From the the lower jaw of his broad but misshapen mouth, there extends a pair of jagged yellow teeth and centre of his face, sunk deep into his pasty skin, are two dull black eyes. The horrid being steps forward as Wundle, Helene and Traillock swiftly part to allow him to pass through their ranks. As he proceeds past them, they each drop to their knees and bow their head. The road being drawn up to within a few yards of you and smiles. You need not fear me any longer, he says, his soft, gentle voice in stark contrast to his ghastly appearance. I preferred you when you were a dragon. I only seek to welcome our master masters, New champion into the thold, and that master is the demon Igtheon himself. Oh blimey! Okay, that 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 might be slightly worse than being than being a champion of Moraxa. But it turns out I I was a champion of the demon the whole time when I was mind controlled. Ugh. Well, I guess I got off lucky that I didn't actually kill anyone permanently. You boldly demand that Moraxa reveal his true self and release the hold he has on you and your companions and in response to the silver world being snarls. Moraxa, he says scowling. There is no longer any Moraxa. Such was the name of the scaled fortress that long served me. But there is no further need for the pitiful beast, who scarcely remembers his no-name. His torment has been great these many centuries since I first stole its heart, the very same day. My shadow pierced the souls of the humans who waded the lair of its kin, so it's you... It's all you. All the schemes, all the betrayals. Pretty much everything that's been going wrong in the world for the last several centuries. You. Alright, I'm going to have to stab you at some point. You're on the stabbing list. Your thoughts churn as you wonder if you should believe anything this hideous being has said. Your three companions were made kneeling, with their heads firmly bowed. Hatred and fear thrived in their icy lair. His is the world being, his tone becoming increasingly shrill and sinister. None were spared my guiding hand that day, and neither have they been spared in the many centuries stin- since. Do not think that the meeting between Ludnir and Nirith was mere chance." Long has ne'er have tried to escape my shadow. He carried me into this world, as he fled his own, seeking refuge from me. But I was already with him, a dark shadow on his heart. He was the first of the great champions I owned, for our master. A pity, though, the fool's path he has followed since. How engulfs you? As you realise that the silver oak being before, which Helene, Windle, and talk kneel in reverence, is an evil beyond anything you could have possibly imagined. Unwittingly bought in this world centuries ago by Neref, there is no telling how many hearts and minds have played host to this malevolent creature since its arrival. You are certain you are in the presence of a demon lord a powerful servant of the very demon itself based on waters what, and what this being has just told you you also sense he was responsible for having bestowed shadow magic upon neareth who in turn imparted this knowledge to Treltok, Windle and Helene and then you Oh dear, does, does that mean it's tainted? Who knows, who knows. A demon lord, says the woe being, obviously having read your thoughts. A demon is what you might see fit to call me, though I go by no such name. I go by no name at all. I only serve the master, and it is to his will you will soon freely submit yourself as is expected of his next and greatest champion. The Demon Lord's tentacles wave about wildly, weaving a dizzying pattern in the air before him. Without warning, a flaming spear appears and hovers directly before him. The centre of the spear darkens, and you suddenly become aware of an image taking form. In its inky core... Only one has ever openly defied the world of the master. This is the demon lord. You will now see what has at long last become of him. The image in the centre of the flaming spear comes into focus and begins to move. It is a haunting and disturbing sight. One that simultaneously fill, fills you simultaneously with anger and pity. Chained to a thick slab of iron Suspended over a pit of black flames Is the frail, battered body Neith There appears to be no life left him As both of his wrists Hang limp in the mandibles That bind his arms to the slab Wundle, Helene and talk Raise their hands and stare at the scene Stare at the scene unfollowed Unfolding within the orb. Anger? Pity for the wretch is understood. But your anger is misdirected, growls the demon lord. Your anger is to be for the fool who deserves your pity. A grand gift was presented to him. He had but to take it, to claim what was his. And yet you now see the price of his unbridled arrogance. At a stubborn defiance. The same gift will be offered to you. I trust you will have enough wisdom enough to graciously receive it? From beneath his silver robes, the horned demon draws an ornate iron scepter. The tip of which is fit with a glittering black gem. A deep sense of dread fills you as behold the device now clutched in his barbed tentacle. Now, grumbles the demon, his voice deeper, and the other one's far more sinister than any. And yet, I shall crown our master's champion. The demon lord begins to raise his iron scepter, when a sudden but grief look of horror passes over his already grotesquely disfigured face. You realise as you struggle to free yourself from the grip of Treltok's shadow that the demon lord is having difficulty raising the scepter. Your eyes fall upon the ornate gem-tipped iron wad and you immediately spot a broad arm of shadow wrapped around his tentacle. The horned demon scowls and turns his glaring, leering face upon treltok A traitor to the very end, he snarls. Your fate is now sealed. Treltop leaps to his feet and attempts to thrust his white right hand out towards the demon, but before he can complete the action, an orb of shadow erupts from the gem, the tip of the demon's orb scepter, and envelops him. As Treltop struggles to free himself from the shadowy spear, the demon snarls and raises his, spe- raises his scepter. The very moment you suddenly realize you are no longer bound by Treltop's shadow. You're about to leap to your feet when a pair of shadows streak out of the surrounding gloom, slithering between the demon lord and his helpless prey. The two lamps of shadow arrive at your feet, and your heart leaps, as from out of the fabric of their gloom there suddenly appears a faint green light. Instinctively, you plunge your hand down towards the green light, and close your eye, hand around the eye of Agamon. The two shadows retreat slightly as you withdraw your hand. The large emerald now clutched tightly in your mist. All right, the eye of Angamore. I've got it again. The green The green glow of the eye seeping through your fingers does not go unnoticed. The twink that trinket promises only death. "'snarls the demon lord as he turns to face you. "'His eyes, resting lazily on the emerald now in your present, "'use it as you will, though it is of no consequence now. "'Your allegiance lies elsewhere,' sir, Crokington. "'The two shadows that delivered you the gem "'rapidly mowed into a single pool of gloom before the demon lord. "'The hideous creature falls back as two large shapes wise out.' rise out of the pool and rapidly take forms. Your pulse quickens as Iskritar and prithen swiftly materialise before the woe demon. Both men, their swords in hand, unleash a furious battle cry and launch themselves at their horned foe. But the fight is over, almost before it began. Oh, so it was those two that got me the eye of Aldemar. And at some point they... Got unmind controlled. I guess Newith, I guess, before he was captured. Just just eyed them up. A pair of savage blows instantly topples the two warriors, knocking the swords from their hands and leaving them both sprawled across the cold stone floor. Wundle and Helene spring to their feet and move towards you. Alright, I have three options. I can use it on Wundle. Use it on Helene. Or I could use it on the demon. I, I don't think it'll work on the demon. But divination can give me some clues. Succeeded. 16 XP to divination. Channeling your power divination. You're able to discern it. The eye will have no effect upon the demon lord. You must immediately decide upon a course of action. Hmm. Let's see. Wundle's the Wundle's the strongest, so... Let's get him first. Use the iron, window, With your eye closed tightly around the emerald, you thrust the eye of Agmar towards Windle. His faceted surface shimmers brightly as a faint greenish glow wells up from within the heart of the gem. By right, picking a number. Bonus of 49. 10 from Spirit. 20 from Arcania. No, no, tw- 10, 10 from Spirit. 20 from Oral. 19 from Arcania. Pick now... Hundred and fourteen. A brilliant wave of green light washes over a window and the cruel expression on his face instantly softens suddenly his eyes close and he slumps to a floor only a moment later his eyes spring open and he smiles weakly the demon lord howls with rage and holds up his iron scepter the black gem fitted to the top of his scepter glitters brilliantly the demon lord Glitter glides backwards nearly ten feet and holds up the ornate iron scepter. The glittering black gem affixed to its, to its tip suddenly turns a brilliant brilliant shade of crimson. You feel somewhat drained. Alright, what does that mean? It means it means that I've lost most of my Neville Reserve. A low hum suddenly fills the chamber. Suddenly, the eye of Arganor is torn from your grasp. Again? I've only just got it! You spin to your left and see what has become of the eye, only to discover that Windu is now on his feet, clutching the gem in his white right hand, standing before Helene. Oh, alright, alright, you could, you could, you should have told me, but... I understand you can't, because he can weed minds, so even if you spoke telepathically, you'd have given it away. Alright, fair enough. A bright wave of green light washes over Helene and the cruel expression on her face melts away to reveal a softer and more lucid demeanor. The demon lord's possession of her is ended. The low hum that fills the air rises in pitch and the tentacled demon lord glides back further across the floor as a dozen firewind portals open silently along the walls of the chamber. Let our masters new champion! Prove her worth, hisses the demon, as the unmistakable nerving sound of the flapping of dozens of large livery wings soars out over the fire-weaved gates. In life or death, you are now to be his servant. Fall back with us, Sir Crokington, cries Windle as he and Helene retreat across the chamber to the furthest possible points as put from the portals. Do not stay close to those gates! You heed his warning, and watch to the opposite sides of the chamber to, do- to join your two newly dispossessed companions. Helene meets you in a shoulder cross as you run unto them, and the three of you steer yourself for the peril it seems you would intimately face. Through the twelve portals, their savage streaks echoing wildly off the high dome overhead fly at least... Two dozen black-winged-horned demons. The malevolent creatures immediately soar towards the three of you, their long black claws poised to tear the flesh from your bones. Don't let them get behind us, shouts Helene, a voice barely audible above the shrieks of demons as they rapidly bear down on you. The first three-winged demons soar down upon you, shrieking wildly as they slash out of you with their long black talons. A whim of dry blood is crusted along the fang-filled moors of these savage creatures, Windle and Helene each engage one of the demons, leaving you to face the third. It's a winged slayer demon. The winged demon savagely attacks you with his deadly talons, tears into your flesh with his claws, twelve damage, Alright, stabity stab claw attack, seven damage, and it is slain. Fourteen XP. The wailing death cry of the slain demon wises into the air as the hideous beast collapses into a pool of its own blood at your feet. You leap back from the carcass as the second of the winged fiends soars in and attacks Wing Slayer Demon. Deadly talons and all that stabity stab stab stab, it is slain. 15 xp. A third demon shrieks out of the air and lands before you, striking out at you with its deadly claws. You leap to the side to avoid avoid its first pair of blows before moving to counter its savage attack. Wingslayer demon savagely attacks you with its deadly talons. Claw attacks for some damage, but nevertheless it is slain. 15 xp. With the third demon dying at your your feet, you turn to find that Windclown and Helene are struggling to fight off a large number of winged creatures. Both appear to have been wounded, but are stardly holding their ground. Across the chamber, the demon lord again rises his scepter. A low hum fills the air, so I've got three options. I could rush to the aid of my companions, attempt to three-trail who will presumably... Be able to kick ass and, you know, he's a good guy now and should be freed. Confront and engage the tentacle demon lord. Or, of course, if I can knock him out, then everything's fine. But that might not work so easily. Uh, honestly, there's arguments for all of them. Random.org, once more. Generate one, one, two, three, three. All right, I'm going to confront the tentacle demon lord. A deep rumble echoes across the chamber, and your eyes are immediately drawn to the far wall, where a large, swirling black portal has opened. Through the Neville Gate steps a towering creature of shadow and stone, the lumbering Behemoth. Behemoth stomps into the dome chamber and turns its hollow gaze in your direction. The woe demon flashes a wicked grin and slides back out of the path of the massive creature as it fumbles across the womb towards you. Massive blocks of stone appear to make up the skeleton of this nightmarish construct, while broad strands of deep shadow seem to function as its flesh. Behind you, Window and Elaine are still locked in a desperate struggle against a large number of winged demons is this all you can do to help them now? You quickly realise that unless you can somehow stop this new terror, all may be lost. Your heart pounds as the towering stone and shadow construct rapidly bears down upon you. Alright, well I can use shadow magic to weaken it first. Succeeded. 64 XP to shadow magic. Calling upon your master of shadow magic. He watched with a mixture of satisfaction and amazement as a towering shadow beast. Hey, I've got some of them too. Nice. Peels away from the shadows of the wall and steps into the path of the approaching Behemoth. The construct makes short work for the shadow beef, destroying... We hit only a couple of blows, but the massive creature of stone and shadow has also suffered damage in the fight. The floor shakes and chunks of rock fall from the dome above as the massive stone and shadow construct draws near. You mutter a prayer as you step forward and bravely engage the pataring behemoth. It's an enormous shadow construct. It smashes you with his massive fist. Some savage blows for a bit of damage. Some stabbing from me for more damage, another savage blow, 10 damage, and it is slain. 265 experience. An ear-shattering glow rises up from the shattered remains of the massive stone and shadow construct. The broad shadow that bound the savage behemoth together. Broad shadows that bound the massive behemoth together sliver away and meld into the deeper gloom of the chamber leaving only a tall pile of stones to mark the spot where the giant terror fell. Wundle while Alain arrive at your side, breathless and wounded from their brutal fight with the winged demons. Brundle stares at the remains of the construct, but says nothing. Troutok, no longer enveloped in the shadowy orb that held him. where, Where did he get out? I guess all the shadows in it went towards the construct? Suddenly appears on your right. And unsteadily assumes a defensive stance. He seems wary of a leak. The look on his face is one of stern defiance. All right. We've got... We've got a League of Four now. The Demon Lord glides across the floor towards the four of you, his tentacled arm tightly gripping the Iron Scepter, which he waves about wildly as he approaches. A gluttural snarl escapes from his lips as he lashes out in your direction, his tentacles streaking out towards you as he attempts to strike you with the gem-tipped scepter. As you steel yourself to face the attack, a long long shadow streaks across the floor out of the gloom behind the demon lord. The shadow surges up his torso and along the barbed barbed tendril to the scepter knocking the ornate iron wad from his gasp. Grasp. The spectre strikes the floor and scatters across the cold stone, coming to rest just beyond your reach. Instinctively realise your only chance of defeating the demon, lay lie with the scepter. You mutely turn all your efforts to acquiring it now. I wonder, who commanded that? Sh- who, who, well, I would say commanded, who requested the aid of that shadow because i mean we got three other master shadow mages so it could be mundu it could be helaine it could be troutok I bit i don't i think israkar and prithim are out cold they did have shadow magic but they're out cold and i'm Pretty sure Nirith can't do anything right now, so it must be one of those three. Unless the Shadows have just decided to help us just for just for the lols. I mean, they're Shadows. Who knows what they... They are... Their reasoning is quite incomprehensible. Alright, I've got four options. Shadow magic, telekinesis, gating... just attempt to obtain the scepter by just jumping for it alright, random.org tell me what to do 3, Okay, I'm going to use gating it succeeded 64 xp to, to gating, a swirling black portal opens before you and you immediately guide into it emerging only a split second later within arm's reach of the scepter you promptly shoot out your your hand towards it. Your fingers close around the iron scepter, and you and you swiftly leap back, momentarily taking yourself self out of the way, range of the demon's flailing tentacles. All right, we've got the scepter. Now, admittedly, with with gating, I always think you should think a bit more lateral with the use of gating. You know the overwhelming amount of time when you use gating you know to evade attacks or get somewhere or get something you're always using it you always you open a gate you step through you never think a bit more laterally like say someone fires a ball at you just put a gate in front of the bowler and then the other side can go well honestly you can just be dropped deep into the neverness and bonk and bonk wound skin on the head maybe. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, yes. Every, I just have a permanent gate. Just he's just constantly having gates open before him and having projectiles right, thrown at him. Wouldn't that be nice? Or of course even more fun, have it open Have the other side open behind the guy who's just attacked you. And then they get clunked on the head with their own boulder. And if you want to get something, just put the portal below the thing. Put the other portal above you. And it falls into your hand. Very handy. Yeah, but I would say this is still fun. Still fun, but I'll probably mix them up a bit. Mix it up. Mix it up. I mean, gating is possibly the second most least interesting one after fortification, because the overwhelming amount of time when you use gating, it's always a field of shimmering sparkles appear before you and block the attack. Yeah, no. I mean, not as much fun as say. Shadow magic, where you never really know what's going to happen. Or necromancy, where you can sometimes just get something absolutely bonkers. Well, anyway, just just a consideration. You tighten your grip on the iron specter, hoping and praying that the object will no longer be able to serve its wicked master. What remains in your possession. Alright, I've got a Waif King Scepter. Alright, that's... It's a bashing weapon. That's the power of Black Lightning. It's got a melee weighting of 15. Boosts Aura, Mind and Spirit by 2. Of course, all those stats are already 20 by default for Sir Kingston, So, no point raising them. And of course it's magical. I mean, what sort of demon lord would be? No demon lord would be seen dead with a mundane weapon. The end of this ornate iron scepter is fitted with ornate black gem. This item once west in the hand of the tentacle demon lord. You battled in the dome chamber within the ruined Temple. This weapon is of magical quality. Because of course it is. The demon roars and its terrifying bellow fills the chamber. A broad and tall wave of shadow sweeps out of the deep gloom behind your foe and surges across the floor. Wundle, Helene and Treltok cry out almost in unison as a rushing shadow wave crashes over them leaving all three motionless on the floor. Its break your mind races as the deadly wave of shadow rapidly bears down upon you. All right, I have options. Telekinesis, fortification, shadow magic, conjuration, or just spring over it. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what I did last time. I mean, I could find out by watching the previous episode, but that would involve me cheating and getting views from myself and that's cheating so i just have to use wander.org Three is going to use shadow magic against the shadows. I mean, it's barely a bit expected, but we'll see. Succeeded. 64 XP to shadow magic. Calling upon your master's shadow magic, you watch with a mix of relief and satisfaction as the wave of shadows surging towards you rapidly dissipates to its little more than a small whipple of gloom. You easily step over the whipple. As it passes... And turn to face your fearsome foe. You boldly step forward to engage the demon lord. Determined to avoid falling prey to any more of its treacherous attacks. You take taking less than three steps towards him. When a shabbing, stabbing pain shoots through your skull. Right, I guess it's going for the mind control. You desperately struggle to fend off your demon's powerful mental attack. As attempting to ravage your psyche, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from spirit, 20 from mind, 20 from or Pick now! 127. In a grand display of mental fortitude, you manage to ward off the damaging effects of the demon's assault on your psyche. The demon closes his eye, and his body shudders violently as he undergoes a horrifying transformation. His torso balloons to twice its former size, shredding the silver cloak that formerly concealed it. Hey! Those cloaks are expensive, probably. As his face already hideously disfigured, broadens and takes on an even more fearsome and monstrous appearance. His legs seem to meld together, forming a long, serpentine lower body ...twists into a thick coil beneath him. Four. Four more barbed ten- tentacles... ...extend from his bare, saw ridden torso... ...giving him a total of six... ...of the nightmarish and deadly limbs. Stretching wide his now cavernous mouth... ...the demon tilts his head upwards... ...and unleashes a deafening roar... ...that echoes off the dome ceiling high above. A bright flash... Of white light floods floods the chamber and rapidly fades in its wake. Against the wall behind the demon stands a fire-wind portal. The surface of the Neville Gate begins to ripple. Something is about to emerge. So there's an item I can use here. That'll be the Wraith King Scepter. But I'm going to heal myself a bit. and hold my ground and see what emerges. A swarm of shadows, some of them, some in the form of winged serpents, another taking the shape of small dragons, hurtles out of the flaming portal, and washes over you. The demon wars as you are quickly overwhelmed by the attack. The shadows retreat back into, back into the portal, but you sense they will return if the gate remains open. Heavily wounded, but still alive... You realise you should attempt to use the scepter and close the portal Yes yes use the sceptre and close the portal. Wave Scepter use hundred and twenty eight experience to general You hold up the iron scepter and immediately the black gem affixed to it shimmers brightly. I mean I mean it's a good good job it's not that difficult to use. I mean, imagine if, say, oh, wait, but first, I have to read this 300-page technical manual. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, I've got to update the drivers first. Oh, wait, wait. What's the any key? Which key is the any key? What? What even are splines? And why are you reticulating them? And so on. Fortunately, it's a very easy to use demonic scepter. A flash of white white light fills the chamber and in it's wake the portal has vanished. Very handy, very handy. You thought you thought well, I'd to know, are you sure you want to close the genomic portal? Are you sure you're sure you want to close the Denite Portal? Are you sure you're sure you're sure you want to close the Denite Portal? Yes! Yes, I want to close the Denite Portal. And then it finally does that. Oh, please enter your email address to confirm you're the real person. Duh. (laughs) Yes, or something like that. Yep, well, anyway, it's vanished. With its six barbed tentacles weaving about wildly, the fearsome demon lord slivers forward and attacks. It lashes out at you with its deadly limbs. It stretches wide its oozing mouth and unleashes a deafening roar that shakes the dome chamber. Prove yourself, champion! Howls the demon. And this is it—the tentacle demon lord. Who has been behind all the stuff that we've been fighting in this Proving Grounds. And presumably, quite a few other things we've encountered elsewhere. Perhaps, some of those random demon invasions that we encountered. Maybe it called them. Who knows? It's probably doing all sorts of evil stuff. But anyway... It won't be able to do them when it's got a severe case of the dead. Begin combat. The Demon Lord lashes out at you with his barbed tentacles. Alright, keep going. Oh, oh, there's a special, but I forgot to weed it. Very sorry about that. I'm going to fight defensively so we have more chance to see the next special. Oh! You cry out in agony as the demon lord's tentacles wrap themselves around you, digging deep into your flesh with their deadly limbs, and just picking me up and waving me about like I'm a tiny toad, which I am. In case you forgot, you might have, because I didn't bring it up for the rest of the, ep- the rest of the episode. All right, that was eleven damage. Oh, it does it again. For ten damage. Okay, nearly, very nearly slain. It's a 4% and it is slain. Just 10 XP. Well, honestly, I thought it'd be more than that. I mean, this, this is the guy. The guy who's been behind everything. I'd expect, I'd expect more than 10 XP, but, yeah. The final blow staggers the demon lord and the horrid tentacle creature choking on the thick black blood that fills its cavernous mouth and spills out of the the edges, slumps to the floor. You step forward, prepared to strike the demon again, but the wound-widdled corpse suddenly melts into a broad pool of shadow. Oh no, it's going to escape! The surface of the gloomy puddle whipples violently, only a moment later, the demon again rises up run, run! with its face and torso streaming with its pungent, but well, at least it's not healed. The risen demon lord wars as all six of its barbed tentacles begin writhing about wildly. One of the items you're carrying begins to emit a low hum. That'll be the Waif king Scepter again. Alright, used it. 128 experience to general. You hold up the iron scepter, and immediately the black gem afflicts to its tip, shimmers brightly. A flash of white light fills the chamber, and in its wake you're surprised to see that a broad fire winged portal is opened against a wall just behind the demon. Okay, did, did, did I just... Uh, that doesn't look like a good thing. The tentacle demon lord turns its hideous head and shrieks in alarm as it beholds the flaming gate. As if sworn against its will by a powerful unseen force, the demon struggles as it slides slowly across the stone floor towards the mouth of the fiery portal. Okay. Well, whatever's down there on the other side is really bad. Because even a demon lord is scared of it. As the demon is drawn back into the portal, one of its six barbed tentacles suddenly shoots out towards you. The hideous, the demon's hideous limb appears to be heading straight for the iron scepter. Uh, so I guess it just, I guess it thinks if I can get this, I can close the portal, and you know, not have to have a very serious debriefing. And a, and a really sit and, and an absolute tongue lashing from the demon from the demon king Igtheon, uh, followed by uh, followed by a, a physical lashing, probably. Okay, the options are shadow magic, telekinesis, elementalism, fortification, or just uh. Please continue, and I guess try to just wing it, I guess. All right, random.org, generate number one, shadow magic again. Succeeded, 64 experience shadow magic. Long strands of shadow stretch out across the chamber before you and rapidly weave themselves into a broad web. The demon's tentacle, unable to pierce the shadowy web, slowly retreats into the flaming portal you've managed to maintain possession of the Iron Scepter. The demon lashes out with all six of its thick, oozing tentacles in a desperate bid to keep from being drawn drawn further into the flaming portal. The monstrous face of the hideous demon is twisted into a terrified grimace, leaving you to believe that a far greater power... What able to evoke fear in the twisted heart of the demon lord, is now calling him home. (laughs) You are suddenly overcome by a deep sense of dread, as the demon is dragged back beyond the threshold of the portal. A broad shadow passes by the mouth of the flaming gate. A chilling whisper echoes through the dome chamber, but fails to silence. The moment the shadow has disappeared. What I guess that shadow's just reporting to the demon lord? With your heart pounding, you watch as the last of the de- the last of the demon vanishes into the portal. Suddenly, however, without warning, a long tentacle streaks out of the flywind, firewind gate and shoots across the floor towards you. You leap back. Now only dodging the tentacle, she shoots across the floor. Coming within inches of your right foot. The barbed tentacle reaches Troutok as he is as slowly attempting to regain his feet and swiftly wraps himself around his torso. Troutok cries out in alarm and struggles to free himself from the demon's grip. But he is no match for the otherworldly might against which he vies. With a sickening, slivering sound, the tentacle rapidly retreats into the flame wimed portal dragging Trailtok with it. Before he disappears into the void, talk turns his gaze to you and attempts to speak, but he's gone before he can utter a single word. Only an instant later, the blazing portal silently closes. Oh, I think Trailtok has just had the worst possible imaginable thing that can happen to him. happen to him whatever you're imagining is is happening to Troutok what's happening to Troutok now is worse because you're just a human and you can only imagine things so bad he's going towards the demon lord who has millennia of experience of imagining even worse things than that and then doing them yes uh, now, now even if Trailtok had willingly did all the bad things that he did, which he didn't, he would not deserve whatever's happening to him beyond that portal <sighs> oh, that's... and you uh, oh, and you just earned your redemption or at least a large chunk of it <sighs> and then you just uh, it's so unfair. So unfair! A, a, a heavy silence hangs in the dome chamber following the closing of the portal. Fearing the worst, you turn to look upon your companions, who fell beneath the wave of shadow that swept through the womb. Your heart leaps and your spirit soar. We discover all four of them slowly regaining their feet. You rush open. Over and help steady Helene. Help steady Window as he stands up. He places his hand on his shoulder and smiles weakly. The two of you then help Helene to her feet. In a few yards away, both Isuktar and Pritham are now standing, finally back on their feet. After a savage blow they suffered at the hands of the demon lord, window mutters a few words and places his hand on Helene. Almost at once, the colour returns to her face, and her footing seems steadier. It then reaches over and rests his white right hand on your shoulder, and immediately the warmth of his healing touch courses through you. Oh, I'm fully healed. Thank you. I guess he knows, well, he is seven... he's but what, 700 years old? So I yeah, guess he's had plenty of time to learn all the magics. Even the ones that most even the ones that polite society doesn't mention Iskidar, whose upper torso bears a broad, nasty looking gash, walks over and stands at your side. Priffin limps up just behind him, and then stoops to examine a deep cut running up the side of his leg. A fine state we're in, cries Priffin smirking. Your lad, Trowtoc gave me this one. I not soon want to tangle with him again. Look at the rest of you two. Fine state. Cued by, Prithen's mention of Relate relates to your companions' fate. Window bows his head, bows his head. The rest of you follow suit, offering your silent prayers on behalf of your departed comrades. You feel an overwhelming sense of relief to once again be standing in the company of your companions. Each of each of them as you would hope to always remember them as friends and allies instead of deadly enemies. Iskratar's next words address the same concern and break what would have been a few moments of uncomfortable silence. It's nice to see we're all acting as we should, he says, looking around at each of you. Growing a bit tired of having to fight off the lot of you every time I turn my head? No, worse for it all, I suppose, right, Helene? Was it you or Wendell who... Oh, bother, never mind any of that. For the next several minutes, few words are exchanged. Five of you. Isquitar in particular, seems to still be in awe of all that just transpired in this chamber, and you stand staring at your, at your gloomy surroundings, as you half expect, as if you half expect the demon and his minions to suddenly reappear. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, don't know why. Why we just they just stopped. Yeah. well I get I guess that I guess the, the ichthyons far too busy busy telling off that demon and going you failed me punishment time to even think about you know just souping in and just mind controlling a lot of us in an instant which he probably could do because well he's... Probably the most powerful, one of the most powerful beings in the multiverse. You know, only behind the Allfather. Helene steps over to where the flame wind portal stood only a few minutes ago. She carefully examines the wall and floor before turning around and heading back to where the West of you stand. It's not yet it's not yet over, says Windle, his tone grave. The demon is gone, but what happened here will not soon be forgotten. There is still much to be done. But let's not dwell on that for the moment. Let us let us, let's lend praise to the very reason we are all still alive. We owe you more than we can ever hope to repay, Sir Croakington. Window's words come as a surprise, and are immediately followed by loud, ha- heartfelt accolades, accolades of your companions. The four of them meet you in shoulder crosses and commend you repeatedly for your valor. And for ultimately sending the demon down to defeat and out of this world, even if its fate remains unclear, you graciously accept their praise, but are quick to return their gestures of admiration and gratitude. Pritham and Iskritar both seem particularly thrilled when you make mention of their timely arrival. And how thankful you were to find them once again on your side. A strange fellow near it, says Pritham. He was the one who broke the spell that was over us. That glowing green gem. Strange man for a strange business to be sure. I have to believe it was he who gave us the magic to start with. I don't think I, I don't think I have any of it left though real pity and neither do I said Iskastar confirming both he and Pritham have not been left with any ability to wield shadow magic through certainly just as well very, very quite alright so you think this isn't so you think this isn't over Windle asked Pritham not for me, replies Windle. Well, it is over for me, says Iskridar, sighing. I'm not quite well well cut out for all of this demon battling. If you can figure it without that wifty shadow magic, i afraid I'll have to stick, stick to trolls and goblins. And for my worsening back, I'll leave it to goblins for now. Windle laughs and slaps his long-time friend on the shoulder. "'He did look a bit bleak for a while there,' says Pritham. "'But here we are. "'Here we are all. "'Here we are. Here "'We all are again alive,' so it looks. "'And no worse off at the end, really, I think, "'considering what we've all been through. "'We ought to be just about the luckiest lot that ever lives.' "'Lucky,' says Elaine, frowning, mostly in jest. "'A person think we, we made our own luck.' "'in the mourn just a little inclined to agree with her. "'It is here that we will say our farewells,' "'lances Windle, suddenly glancing at Helene, "'who moves up to stand at his size. "'Who must not tarry here? "'For there is still a sliver of hope "'that Master knew if yet lives. "'As our tentacled foe in his own cruel fashion may plain. "'I will not leave him to suffer such a fate.' Even through to his dying breath, he would speak out against my intentions. Helene nods and says she will be going with Windle, for the two of them are best suited to rescue the man who serves as their mentor and friend. There is another friend who, if alive, is deserving of what attempt we might be able to make on his behalf, Gwyndall. These these hidden... Things hidden these long centuries are now clear enough. I will not cast or carry blame any longer. If Treltock lives, he must not think we have abandoned him, even at the very end. As if he's read your thoughts, Windle shakes his head and places his hand on his shoulder. Your place is here, my friend, he says warmly. The last thing this world needs in such an uncertain age is to lose she who is perhaps its greatest hero. There is no doubt you have yet to there is much you have yet to do here. Of that there can be no doubt. I on the other hand have been around for just a bit too long. A solemn, almost bitter mood hangs over the five of you, as you speak quietly together, each of you realizing that that this parting may indeed prove final. As Windle speaks at length with Isquidar and Pryphon, Helene moves up to you in sighs. Do you remember the pheasant he- festival in Hatsburn? she laughs? You certainly recall passing through the festival on your way to Talonus. It was there that you first encountered Nerith in the guise of the young, sandy-haired lad. I remember wandering around looking for provisions, she continues, and walking by... Con- folk intent to toss metal wings and laugh at crude jokes and listen to the funny tales of a half-drunk minstrel. I remember thinking that despite all the power I've acquired in a lifetime devoted to this art, I just remember wishing I was one of them instead of all this. Not sure that... Not sure that who I am is me, Sir Cronkington. And I'm not certain although. That, that I want it to be sounds quite silly, I know, but there it is. Helene looks over her shoulder to where window is speaking with isquedan with them. then she leans in close and whispers to you. Don't let it control you, she says it will try, you but must not let it. you know of what I, you know of that which I speak. it will try, and it will never cease. You must never relent. Her words sent a chill through you, but you sense no malice in them. You sense only a trusted friend imparting to you a serious, if rather cryptic warning. I guess he's she's talking about the shadows. At last you them Is At last as you, Prithen and Iskata are preparing to depart, Windle strides up to you and hands him his you his Crimson Tabard. This is Wundle's Crimson Tabard. It's very good. It's got a melee rating of five. And it gives you eight standard points. It boosts agility, body, might and spirit by one. Hmm, those are all stats. I... Most of those are stats I need to rise. Handy. This enchanted Tabard was formerly worn by Wundle former leader of the silver quest he bequeathed this magnificent item to you just just before he and Helene departed from the world in the search of Newith and Treltok alright let's compare it to the thing I'm it's compared to a Mossy Tabard which is 5.11 Hmm. but that doesn't boost that doesn't boost any of the base stats so, all right. I'm gonna unequip. Okay, Windows Chrism, Tabard is now equipped, and that gets. Okay, I think that that raises some stats. All right. What, what was what were they before? Mossy Tabard. All right. Okay, agility was still twenty, but body body was lower so anyhow let us go 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 Windows us quim and tabard what what is my the phantom the phantom armor is on the warlord's helm now and that is also boosting agility, body and might. So it's, it's honestly not going to make a difference if I transfer it. May the tabard and the quest serve you well, he says smiling. You're its new leader, Sir Crokington. And I fully expect you will uphold our good name. If not better it. As tactfully as you can... You attempt to refuse Windle's tabar, telling him that either Pritham or Iskridar should take his place as the leader of the Silver Quest, but he shakes his head in response. They both agreed it should be you, he says, turning to look at Iskridar and Pritham, who nod their consent. It's about time we had someone a bit less grey to lead of us, says Iskridar, smirking. It's perfectly settled, says Pritham. I'll be honoured to serve her under your leadership, Sir Crokington. Well done, Sir Crohnton, says Elaine. See if you can't teach these two old goblins a few tricks of the trade. None of us is quite so young as we'd like to be. None among us is quite so young as we'd like to be, I'd wager, said Iskatar, guitar, his gaze around at everyone. But there's something about sending a demon out of the world that does wonders to restore one's sense of youth. Windle laugh. Windle lass." Within smirks, Helene rolls her eyes. After only a few minutes, it is time to part ways with Windle and Helene. You, Isquitar and Pryphon bid the brave pair a sad farewell and wish them luck and safety on the perilous endeavour that lies ahead. I wish the three of you luck as well, says Windle. You may yet find remnants of our enemy's shadow, perhaps in unexpected places. For I pray our beloved world has seen the last of all of this. Isquita and Pwithin step up to Windle, and each in turn meet, meet their long-time friend and leader in a solemn shoulder cross. They then turn and repeat the gesture of Helene. You do the same. If the opportunity should arise, says Windle, thoughtfully stroking his chin, see if you can somehow extend my sincere apology to Teek. CV might not again think might might not think again of donning the t- donning the Tabard. He's a good man, Sir Crockington. Good man by all measure. Tell him I was wrong. Take care of yourself, Sir Croakington, says Helene, as the three of you prepare to depart. If ever about this guy, well. Try to see if I can cross paths with you. Like nothing more. Farewell. Windle closes his eyes and motions with his left hand. His entire body trembles, his eyes open as he gives a discontented sigh. He repeats his procedure, and this time the crackle of fire fills the dome chamber as a wide flame wind portal opens against a wall. It is nearly identical to the portal in which the demon lord and Twelto were drawn. Elaine steps towards the portal and turns to face face your one last time. As she arrives at the threshold, she nods and waves, and then steps from the fiery vortex and is lost from sight. Windor exhales sharply and strides up to the portal. Like Lane before him, he turns and nods to the three of you, and takes one last look around at the gloomy dome chamber, as if it's the last view he will ever have of this world. Some day, he says in a low voice. Shifting his gaze to each of you in t- turn, some day again, some day again for certain, with his final words still ringing in his ears, Windle steps into the portal, and disappears. The fire weaved. Neville gates silently closes behind him. With a heavy heart, and together with Iskandar and Pithan, you make your way out of the wooing Temple? begin the steep and arduous climb out of the ravine. The three of you exchange no word until at last you stand at the lip of the valley, far above the remains of the temple. Nothing stirs below, but the odd tranquillity of the scene does little to lighten the mood. Somewhere in the shadows of the ancient crumbling structure, two friends have been left behind, and despite Windows' parting sediment, you should not think you will ever see them again, you pray, however, that this will not prove true. Well, what a fix says Prithon, turning away from the ravine as he adjusts his equipment. The fact that the three of us are still standing here together, after all that has transpired is beyond all fortune. I offer my profound thanks again, Sir Corkington, if I don't think you are tired of hearing it. You jokingly assure him you are not and he smirks and shakes his fret head before stepping forward and meeting you in the shoulder cross. Then again you have it he says laughing pity through that this whole story is likely to go untold you know I mean who would believe it and isn't it for the best after all I'd have preferred not to have learned it ever learned any of it myself. But they haven't yet turned the old hall back into a tavern we we'll at least have that to return to, says his guitar. I remember we left the place in quite a state, but I've faced a demon itself to be back in front of our old hearth, with a wagon flagged in hand and nothing to do for a month or two. The voices of your companions, coupled with the gravity of all that has transpired here, causes a flood of emotions to well up within you. You pray for Wundle and Elaine and silently vow to uphold the banner of the Silver Crest in memory of departed friend, and all that you knew him to stand for. Realising a long road lies ahead, and with no further desire to linger here, you push push your thoughts out of your mind, and prepare to set off with your companions on the trek home. As the three of you move down the forest path towards the village of Puristan, Curious as to what you might encounter there. Your thoughts drift back towards Iswitar's comments regarding the quest the headquarters and the old hearth. At this very moment, nothing else sounds quite as good as that. Note, a special final award scenario for this Proving Grounds event is on its way. Congratulations on successfully completing it. And there we are. 2048 experience to general and that completes this scenario Uh, we're we're at an hour and a quarter so that's a good time to end the episode and the next part the conclusion of Proven Grounds 5 is called Home Again Home Again and until then farewell fellow adventurers